Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. I love that song. I've always loved that. Since 1959, I've always loved that. The Twilight Zone. I feel like Rod Serling when you walk out and do that. Well, almost somebody like Rod Serling, Mark Zakree with us, the author of The Twilight Zone Companion. He's a science fiction author, television writer, screenwriter. He has been nominated for several of the industry's awards, and here he is, back on Coast to Coast. Mark, always a pleasure, my friend. How you been? Really well, George. It's terrific to be with you tonight. What do you think every time you hear that Twilight Zone theme? Oh, it's just, you know, a shiver goes up my spine. It was like like you. I saw the show when it was on, on the air and uh, on the network, and uh, and it was one of the greatest shows ever made, and it, it made me who I am. So <laughs> so it's, uh, it's <laughs> just an amazing, unique, wonderful show. Earlier this week, I had uh, a feature on. It's called Who's Behind the Secret Door. A number of guests are on the show. And uh, unlike you tonight, where I know it's you, yes. I, I don't know who they are. <laughs> I have to guess who they are, and one of them was Billy Mooney. Wow. And he tricked me, and I didn't get it right, but uh, we went and talked. We talked about you a little bit, yeah. and uh, what a great talent. Uh, yes, but he was in guy. three Twilight Zones, he told yes, us. Yes, he was in three great episodes. Uh, he was in, uh, then, of course, the, 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 the best one, of course, is It's a Good Life, uh, where he sends people to the cornfield with Clarissa. You're a bad, bad man. Phenomenal. And then in Praise of Pip with Jack Klugman, which is great. And then Long Distance Call, which was one of six Twilight Zone episodes shot on black and white videotape. All the other episodes were shot on 35-millimeter film, so that's really interesting to see how different those those six look. And uh, But Billy Mooney was just an amazing actor. This is before he did Lost in Space, and, and then I worked with him on uh, Babylon 5, and now on Space Command, the show I've been shooting, but uh, he's one of a kind. Did you ever think when you were a youngster that you would be dealing with episodes like The Twilight Zone and writing about it and doing books on it and things like that? Well, I, you know, I dreamed of working in television when I was a kid. You know, these were the writers writing those shows were my heroes. And as soon as I was a teenager, I started going to science fiction convention and conventions and meeting people like Ray Bradbury and so forth. And, and they became friends and mentors. So I've been just blessed by that. It was, and I'll tell you, George, today I had one of the greatest experiences of my life. I shot a scene for Space Command with Nichelle Nichols, who played Uhura on Star Trek. And I first met her when I was 10 years old and Star Trek was on the air. Wow, that's amazing. Your Twilight Zone companion that you wrote, the first edition, when, that was back in, what, 1982 or something? Yeah, yeah, I started writing the book when I was 22 years old, and it came out in 1982. It's been in print ever since. But I, I really wanted to do a new edition that would um, expand upon the book. Uh, the, the new edition has over 100 pages of new material. It's got 500 new photos, and it's uh, it's got links to audio and video, so you can watch and listen to some great stuff, like some of the TV shows Rod Sterling wrote in, in 50s, but you can also watch a new interview I just did with George Takei and listen to an interview, a new interview I just did with Rod's daughter, Jody. So, so the, that, that the, um, the ability to do that was what really made me want to write the book. Well, good for you. And this new edition is out now? Yep, it's uh, available from Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and everywhere. Good books are sold. Well, you know, if you love the Twilight Zone, you're going to love your Twilight Zone companions, that's yes. for sure. That's exciting. What do you think of the new TV Twilight Zone? Well, you know, it's really interesting because I, I really liked Jordan Peele's movies. I thought Get Out and, and Us were really in the tradition of what Rod Serling was up to. But the first two episodes that I've seen of, uh, of the new Twilight Zone series that he's hosting 
uh, he didn't write or direct those episodes, and I felt they were they were not as strong as his movies have been. I was rather disappointed. I'm hoping that as the show continues, he'll have much more of a of a personal stamp on the new Twilight Zone. Because of course, in the original show, Rod Serling wrote 92 out of the 156 episodes himself, so it was very much his show. There was a very strong authorial voice. Rod was inseparable from Twilight Zone. Well, you know, maybe you can't duplicate that. Maybe not, but I think if Jordan Peele were writing and directing the shows and had much more of a hand on them, they would be um, have that quality that's made his film so strong. And we'll see, and perhaps as the show goes on, that will come to be the case. I'm rooting for it. I'm definitely rooting for it. Is this show primarily streamed? It's on CBS All Access, so you have to subscribe to it, just like Star Trek Discovery. CBS is basically taking sort of some of their more successful properties and, and making new versions that people have to pay to see. It's sort of the new, the new wave of how television is being delivered. It, it is remarkable what's happening. Let's talk for a moment about that with Netflix and Amazon Prime and things like that where people are paying premiums every month to be able to watch some uh, premium shows. The days of the old three networks, I remember that a long time ago. That's gone. It's over now, isn't it? It's true. It's astonishing. There's over 500 scripted comedy and drama series on all the networks and platforms right now. That you, it's impossible to even know what shows are on the air. But you and I, you and I of course, remember when we were kids that, um, that there were only three networks, and it, you had to watch a show when it was on. You couldn't. Re- in fact, when the original Star Trek aired and I was 10 years old, I recorded the original Star Trek on reel-to-reel audio tape just in case it ne- Star Trek never showed again. So, <laughs> so we've come a long way. I remember when originally we just had CBS and NBC pounding each other in the ratings. ABC was a way distant third. That's right. And all of a sudden, Fred Silverman took over, and ABC started coming up with some incredible programming, primarily gearing themselves to a younger, newer audience. Yes. And it worked for them. Yes, and I think I think with Netflix and and um, Amazon Prime and a lot of these new VOD uh, uh, platforms, uh, they are appealing to younger people because people uh, a lot of young people have no idea what network or what studio is making giving uh, given show. So you know, for instance, you know if they're watching Walking Dead or whatever, they may not be aware where it, where it originated, and that that's fine. So it's really deliverable content, and many people don't even have a TV set; they're watching them on their their tablets or on their um, phones. You know, and uh, so you really have to. It, it, it's a very new medium and it's a very different way of watching television and what i think really made really made abc back in the late 70s was when they came out with the uh, roots uh, miniseries yes that was an amazing show and again it's one of those shows that just like game of thrones nowadays it's one of those shows that everyone was talking about everyone was watching and uh, it really seized the imagination of the public it was a terrific show mark with cable going on these days is anybody watching the network evening news anymore well, you know, it's really on the fade. You know, I think uh, most people get their, their news from, uh, from the Internet or, or from, you know, their phone, something dings, and you, you read a little capsule comment. And so it's very much changed. I mean, the, the days when Walter Cronkite was basically sort of the conscience of America and everyone turned to him to get it. We, for instance, when, when Walter Cronkite went to Vietnam and, and turned against the war, Lyndon Johnson said, we've, if, if we've lost Walter Cronkite, we've lost the war. And, and that kind of power you really don't see in these news, these news people in the same way that you used to. That's right. I'll always remember back in 1963 when Cronkite broadcast John F. Kennedy's assassination. Yes. I mean, and he, you know, he teared up, Amazing, and yeah. it was just unbelievable television. Yes, uh, and, and yet the fun part is those moments of authenticity that stick with us from back then. Now 
the younger people or, or, or just anyone who's watching things on their computers or on their tablets, authenticity with the creator and with the personalities that we're watching, authenticity is what, what gets loyalty but with the fans. We've, we've had Dan Rather on the show who took Cronkite's place on CBS, uh, wow. and now, of course, he's been retired. Yes, yes. Uh, he's... And, uh, you know, and time moves on, and, uh, you know, it, it, it is a different world. It's a, it's, I, I actually prefer the way media works now. Uh, I wouldn't go back to writing for the studios and networks the way it was when I started. I've been writing for TV since I was 22 years old, but, uh, but I love the way things are now. You do? You don't think it's too much? No. No, I don't. Well, not for me, because my audience gave me over a million dollars to shoot the Space Command pilot, and I'm in a very direct communication with them now, and I love it, because I, I, I'll tell you a funny story. I went to London to meet with the BBC, and I came out of the underground, the subway, and someone behind me on the street, on the sidewalk, said, Mark Zickery, I love it. Command, and he knew me from I the love it. channel, you know, and so that's, I love that stuff. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.